This weekend at St. John's, we have a distinct honor in being visited by Bishop Makram Makgasis, who is just recently retired from being the Bishop of El Obeid in Sudan. He's been a priest for 50 years and a bishop for 25 and remains especially dedicated to his people in his region, which had been in the central part of the country of Sudan. Now with the um, separation of South Sudan as a separate country in 2011, his diocese is on the southern border in the Nuba Mountains, uh, very close to South Sudan, and uh, obviously, as you'll find out, very close to his heart having brought water to his people and having brought schools and having recently built a hospital. Uh, the most recent news articles that you would be able to read about him uh, touch upon that hospital about which he'll comment. So hopefully Your Excellency will be of, uh, able to um, be of great assistance to you, which certainly will ensue if we open our hearts uh, and open our ears to you. Welcome. Thank you, Father Christopher, for this introduction. And I would like to begin and ask you a question. What is the truth? What is the truth? A few days ago, uh, while celebrating Mass, I was meditating on the Gospel, and it there was the beheading of St. John the Baptist. Then I look on the other side and I see Jesus tells Pilate what is the truth. There is a correlation between the two. The Baptist lost his head because he stood for the truth. And, and told Herod, it is not right that you marry your sister-in-law. Jesus, on the other side, he stood for the truth. I came to witness to the truth. And he was crucified. I am not John the Baptist. And above all, I am unworthy even to say I'm, I'm a bishop who cared so much for his people. Because I'm limited myself. Yes, I almost lost my life three times when I was bombed by the Islamic government of Khartoum while I was visiting my flock in the Nubu Mountains. But still here I am alive. The bishop who took over from me cannot visit that area of the Nuba Mountains because it is the hands of the so-called liberation movement. Other people kept, called them rebels. But they rebelled against injustice. They rebelled against the violation of their dignity expressed in their God-given human rights. And still the world called them rebels. Should I consider myself a rebel? Maybe. I was exiled for 18 years before, and still I am working with my people, 
trying to give them hope. Try to give them a reason for their life. A journalist one day told me, Bishop, you smile, you laugh, you crack a joke while your people are dying. Your people are being bombed. And you still have that courage to smile and to laugh, crack a joke. And I said, yes. You know why? Because if you see the canine of the lion exposed, don't think the lion is smiling. So you don't know what goes in my heart and in my mind. I carry a burden. Burden to defend people whose only guilt is that they have their culture, their tradition, their language, their race as Africans opposed to the Arab Islamic people of the North. That's their only fault. And therefore the church has to stand up and to defend these people. And if I didn't stand up to defend them, then I would be unworthy to be called bishop or shepherd. So I toured the world. I came to the United States so many times to talk to the various governments or administrations. I addressed the United Nations Human Rights for five consecutive years, speaking about the injustice and the violation of human rights. And here I am again, notwithstanding that after 25 years they told me, you are emeritus. <coughs> Fine. Let my successor be the father, I will be the grandfather. Grandparents are usually the ones who do a lot for their grandchildren. Maybe they even spoil them with so many gifts and so much care and all this. But here I am, I find myself, I cannot keep quiet while the people of the Nuba Mountains are being bombed day and night. And just before I left, the government of Khartoum, if I might call them so, they dropped five bombs on the hospital. Three outside, but two went inside the hospital. Nobody died, but you can imagine the havoc of the patients who threw away even the drip and took off to hide in the caves and the mountains. Yes, the structure of the, church, of the hospital suffered a lot. Then they declare through their attaché in Nairobi, we never, our government does not bomb churches and hospitals and schools. What about my school? They bombed it. Fifteen kids died with their teacher. The hospital bombed. Two people suffered injury. They went and they bombed the German emergency doctor's dispensary. They bombed the health center of German emergency, um, sorry, the Medicine Sans Frontier. 
Germans without doctors without borders, and they are just targeting the infrastructure that we manage through a lot of suffering and through a lot of hard toil to offer to the people. Did I build churches? Three. Only three? Yes. Why? You are the church. Not this construction. You are the living church, the moving church. Our church, which is you, you are walking every day to witness to Jesus. And that's what I believe. So my ta first target was to give water to the people. Water projects, wells. Secondly, education. They are the future of the church and of the country. Only education? No. Education and formation. The most dangerous people in the world today are those who have big certificates, but morally, they are zero. Spiritually, they are zero. These are to be dangerous to the people. So as we give, yes, education, we give them this moral and spiritual formation to be good, good students. And our schools are not limited only to the Catholics. We have embraced everybody. So nobody can say that the Catholic Church is building schools only for the Catholics. When it comes to development, we embrace all tribes, all creeds. Another experience of mine was when I was faced by a statement that the Western nations are tired or fatigued because they cannot help anymore. Donation fatigue, as it was called, and compassion fatigue. And I told this person, if the Christian world is suffering from donation fatigue and compassion fatigue, let them not call themselves Christians anymore. Compassion is part of our creed, our faith, our vocation. Go and love. And love means to sacrifice. Parents know what love is because they have to do many sacrifices for their children. And here we are as Catholics, holding hand in hand, walking together towards a common end, a common goal, which is Jesus Christ who said, love one another as I have loved you. And that's why it seems to me illogical. This incident of two brothers, Cain and Abel, when Cain kills his brother Abel, and the Lord asks him, where is your brother Abel? And the reply was so shameful. Am I the guardian of my brother? Yes, we are. Why? Because we belong to this church of Christ. This is our vocation in life. That we care for one another as he cares for us. That we love one another as he loves us. 
No matter who is that person. No matter. As that slogan I found once in Cincinnati, Ohio. When you love someone, you love him as he is. I, and I thought that was beautiful. So I took it and I stuck it on my door. So every time I had to enter my office, I had to look at it and say, when you love somebody, you love him or you love her as he or she is. I come to, to tell you that you have, you have heroes. You haven't seen them. You have heroes who stood up for their faith. Like my catechist Augustine, who was put in the shape of a cross because he refused to say the Islamic version of faith. He did not die, but you can imagine somebody stays like that for the whole night, tied up on two poles. The next day he collapsed. He did not die. He died later, he was shot. These are the type of catechists that we have. So many of them testified with their lives. So that's why I say, let us be proud of our church. Yes, it's a big family. Yes, with so many difficulties. Yes, with so many suffering. But if we stand together, we will win. Evil cannot have a long life span. Sooner or later, it has to come to an end. So I ask you, are you ready to join hands with me? We walk together to bring hope, to bring dignity to a race which is endangered by the Islamic fundamentalists of Khartoum. Their only fault is that they are not Muslim, they are not Arabs. And then I hear that the Prime Minister once tells me, Bishop, it's good that they come up north so they can be assimilated. And I told him, you cannot assimilate people. You don't assimilate their culture, their religion, their tradition. This is ethnic cleansing. People have a dignity. And why can't we, can't we have a society, unity in diversity? Why can't we? After all, God created us all diverse. Even here, even here in the United States, we are diverse. But we, we call ourselves, you call yourselves, we are Americans. And that's the beauty of your nation, unity in diversity. Now I want to give you something very interesting. I was with a Sudanese politician in New York. And he came out and he stretched himself and he said, oh, I love this place. And I just looked at him and said to him, New York? And he said, yes, New York. What's wrong with New York? And I said to him, and why do you love this nation? He said, well, you see, Bishop, when I walk on the street, Nobody would point his hand or her hand at me and tell me, you are a foreigner. And I said, and why is that? And his reply was, well, all of them are foreigners. <laughs> and if you think of it, this is true. But yet, 
Not this, notwithstanding this diversity, it's beauty to hear people with full voice. We are Americans. Keep it. Be faithful to your country. Be faithful to your church. Defend your church and the moral principles of your church. If you lose it, you lose everything. Yes, you don't know. I am here because I know your bishop. Bishop Loverde and I, we were together in the same classroom at Catholic University. So I feel proud to have a brother bishop who stands up to defend the teaching of Christ, the sacredness of life. And I admire that. And that's why I say, let us walk hand in hand to defend also the life of our brothers and sisters in the Nuba Mountains and say, we walk together for a common end. Pray for me as I still have to globe trot. From here, I will be going to Switzerland, I'll be going to Germany, I'll be going to Italy as usual, and to start hammering on this issue. Save the Nuba. If not today, we have an entire race that will be lost. We stand up and we say, let us defend the elephants, let us defend the, the, the leopards. Why can't we defend people who are created in, in, in the image of God like us? This is it. I stop abruptly and I say, think of what I said. God bless you.